are. It's the three of us again. The three amigos. The tres amigos. Let's see. We're having technical difficulties, so apologies for the delay in starting. As you can see, it's me, Franco Panizo, one of your usual co-hosts, joined by the other two longest-tenured members of this fabulous show, Miami Total Football Radio, the show, or Miami Total Football Radio, el show. <laughs> We're all wearing white today. Are we all, is this in unison? Was this planned? It was not planned. I think we just all are in sync now that the season is rolling and we're a few games in. As you can see, Jose Armando's here. Andrea Yanis is here. Let's see if Andrea's uh, technolo technology works because it wasn't working before. Let's start with I Jose because we know his technology is working. Jose, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We, I think we. I was very excited after practice this morning. You know, we, we, we saw something completely different. I think this is probably the first time um, since Messi got here that we saw, you know, actual tactical work. So, I mean, there's a lot to talk about and I just can't wait. I just can't wait. It's going to be tough to take to make it under one, one hour and 10 minutes. One hour and 10 minutes. Top, stop. I'm <laughs> going to start with the good pass game and we have to end. Line up. No, yeah. no, 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 you no, know no. what? When, 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 when Franco goes like, how are you doing? Next time, I'm going to read the, the entire lineup for both teams. <laughs> two seconds. <laughs> Yeah, but we can hear Andrea. We hear her laughs. We hear her chuckles. We hear her her uh, her comments. So, Andrea, how are you tonight? Hi, guys. Nice to be here. Um, I don't know if you can hear Figo, but he's. I definitely heard Figo squeaking his toy in the background. Playing, yes, he's oh, here. He he wants to 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 be on the show. But no, I'm happy to be here. I'm really excited. Um, this weekend's game is really a game I look forward because finally, uh, after a long time, Inter Miami is playing a good team that is going to make well, good football. Well, what's supposed and... to be a good team because against Montreal, they didn't show up like a good team. Yeah, but they like had they Champions League, so that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Uh, but it's going to be good against Inter Miami. They have one of the best coaches in the MLS, in my opinion. So it's going to be interesting to see someone come here and, and play a different type of, of football. So the LA Galaxy weren't, weren't a good team. They didn't. Okay. All right. Anyway. Anyway, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got the last game to talk about. We've got the next game to talk about. We've got Sergio Busquets and his injury and recovery and all the tactics that we've seen. Obviously, it's only been two games, but plenty to dissect, plenty to and chew flopping. on here. And he's, and according to Jose, he's also <laughs> flopping. Look, the comment was, section. I mean, you don't agree with it? Well, let, let me not get ahead. Right. Don't, don't get ahead. Don't get ahead. Look, the cop the comment section is already alive and well. The people were waiting for us, but we were having technological technological issues. Kada says, tarde como posible. And if you don't know what como posible means, uh, I will explain it to you some other time. It's something that I've been catching a, a little bit though. Virtual it's, language. It's, it's actually the origin, the origin of this, and it went viral is from like a Peruvian TikToker, and it was like not something that he did to go viral intentionally is just something that went viral unintentionally on TikTok. By the way, I have like, I'm, I look, I might look young, but I'm, you know, 35. So about to be 36. TikTok is where I draw the line, man. Like I have one, but I barely use it. I didn't even want to create one, but I needed it just to stay abreast with all different things happening in this uh, social media craze that we live in now. So I do have one, but I barely use it. Definitely not a TikTok guy. Instagram is like the, the one that I, Draw the line at that is where I will retire as an active social media user. TikTok, no, no bueno for me. I'm not doing any dances. 
I'm not doing any <laughs> trends. We're not we're not doing that here on Miami Total Football Radio. Maybe Simon. But I think Evans TikTok moved moved over that already. The dances and all. I don't. I don't think so, bro. I, I mean, I'm with you. Exists. I'm with you. I, I, I just, don't even I have a. Ha- I don't, I don't, I don't even have, have an account. So there's like a whole big polemica. There's a big controversy that I just saw in the last like few days. Um, and we're getting sidetracked here, but there's like so apparently music rights issues now. So they pulled all the music of like famous some of the famous artists. So now you like any video that had their their audio is mute now. So mm, that now yeah, kind of takes the fun out of TikTok. And TikTok has been like, apparently in the music industry, a big way to make music or certain songs go viral. So it's, yeah. it's anyway. All right. Well, we're not experts on TikTok. We are experts or so-called experts, or we think we're experts on soccer, AKA football. And we've got plenty of Miami stuff to talk about. So where do you guys want to begin? You want to begin with what we saw today at practice? You want to go back? You want to go forward? I'll let you guys Help me run the show this week. Normally, I just kind of navigate the waters, but let's go. Where do you guys want to begin? You want to begin with today, the most recent stuff? That yeah, practice. Yeah, practice. Practice was good. Practice All was right. fun. Let's let's start there. Let's start there. So today was the first availability of the week since the most recent game, the one-one draw versus LA Galaxy, and the first practice session we could see before this weekend. Sunshine Classical and Classical and Sol versus rivals Orlando City. We spoke. To Sergio Busquets and Lawson Sunderland before taking in a few minutes, not a few minutes, a good portion of the practice session. We've talked so about they this were already. late. They were late. They didn't start at time. <laughs> but it was worth it. It was worth punctual, it. it was worth punctual. Andrea's punctual on that. Uh but let's let's talk about something we've already discussed, but the first 20 minutes of training that we saw, Los Cuatro Fantásticos, the Fantastic Four, Messi, Busquets. Suarez, Alba, they all trained together doing individual drills while the rest of the team warmed up and did something else on their own. We've talked about whether that's good for the team unity, whether it's being done just because they have aging legs compared to maybe most of the other players. Doesn't rub you guys the wrong way. Don't make this too extensive. Jose, did this rub you the wrong way? Does this rub you the wrong way? What did they practice? Did uh, they do their own separate. thing while the other while the rest of the team? Oh does yeah. Something? Well, uh, what was the question exactly? What was it rub here, me the wrong way? Please. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't rub me the wrong way, but it makes me suspicious about you know why are they working separately from the rest of the group? It makes me feel like it's not something positive for you know the 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 collective i it's weird it's weird i, I, think, I don't think i think the question comes up on friday when we speak to tata i think the oh question yes to come yeah up. Definitely. it's not the weird. first time we've seen this i can't wait yeah this. yeah that should be the first question on friday that should be the <laughs> no first doubt. question especially because you had the other players training at the other side they began first and i mean the cuatro the fantastic four cuatro fantasticos they began first and they were when they began training they were doing drills from the ball coming from Busquets, going to Messi, then to Jordi Alba, then back to Messi, and then to Luis Suarez, and a variation of that. But you saw that to begin with that, they were using academy players. They weren't using uh, the, their same teammates to to give the, to get the ball to Busquets and get the ball to Messi when he, he went through the right side. So that was weird because if you're going to do that exercise, then I think you should have one of the defenders 
that is going to supposed to be give the ball to Sergio Busquets, and then you should have had or Yedlin or Gressel who have been the one, the ones Taylor. that that that, that take I, I that think, position to I the think, right, I think, right? I think I think the point is that like why aren't they taking part in the full team session? Because you could say, oh, why isn't Taylor and and um, Diego Gomez on on either yeah. side or, or just whatever the case is, right? Like that, mm -hmm. I, I get what you're saying, but the overall point is that why are the four? training away from the rest of them at times right and, it, and it's not the first time it's not the first time right? we've talked about time. this before we've yeah. talked about this before that's so why i don't want to dive too much into it because we've talked about what we think of what it does for team chemistry and unity etc etc um but yes i do think it's a question for tata at this point and well now that we've said that now that miami total football radio has mentioned it here live and on air and for the streaming services that it'll be on later. I'm sure Inter Miami people will hear this and they will prepare Tata Martino for the question. So there you go. See, that's the one negative about saying what we're going to ask or what the first question should be. Because yeah, but they don't know. They don't know the follow-up. That's 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 yeah. that's where the tricky part is. We have to be sharp. <laughs> yeah, but they no, but I mean, it's... but you know, they can prepare him, and then he'll give you the answer for the first question, and the follow-up, he just gives you some answer that doesn't really touch on the follow-up. He just gives Probably, you like, some yes. stock answer. Yeah, like yeah. who gets today calling it the classico and saying, "Fuck you know, I was like, "What, man? That's rehearsed." Well, remember, Franco thinks of it as a. Classico. It is a classico. It is. You yes. call a rivalry game. It has played in real, the biggest classico in the world. I think. I think. I think. Um, you know, this is, if, if you think about, you know, how this would work tactically for Inter Miami, having the full players aside from the rest of the group, I don't think it makes a lot of sense because if you're Orlando City right now, you're pretty clear that you're trying to prevent Messi connecting with Alba from the left. I mean, that's obvious. You're preventing Suarez from having a... It's not a classical. Sunshine classical. There it is, right there, right there. Nah. Like seven two one. Sunshine classical. Su Suarez having you know that give and go with Messi at the edge of the box, or Busquets getting the ball in the middle of the field and pushing it through the left or through the side. I mean, that's pretty obvious. You know, every team will will try to take that away from Inter Miami. So I really don't see the point. And I know they understand. They, they know each other. And, and Tata mentioned it uh, um, a few weeks ago, and he said, especially about Luis Suarez, that one thing that he's missing since he didn't have a, a good enough preseason because they traveled, he said that what's missing for Luis Suarez is the connection with the other players, not necessarily with Messi or Alba or Busquets. So not to say that after we left, they didn't work together, but... Why would you put them out there early on to do those those drills? I mean, it's, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I enjoyed it, you know, because yeah, I, I enjoyed it because gives it gives me a sense finally, of what they're doing. Yeah, finally, we saw some tactics and we saw something else from Inter Miami besides the stretching and and the preparations to get ready for training. So it was interesting. And uh, listen, it's not something that it's surprising because we already know that that's their style of play. And I said it a couple of podcasts ago that that is going to be a problem, like Jose is saying right now, because if that's the only thing you focus on, then teams will know how to stop you, how to, and even Busquets said it today when he was talking to us that he, they, LA Galaxy had a man on him all the time. So um, 
it's going to be difficult for Inter Miami. Um, I don't know. I, uh, this is for me weird to see. Um, they, they of course have been playing a lot of time together. They know each other, but for me, it, it it's it's a mistake because then the other players what the other players don't worry. The other players that need to 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 participate also in scoring goals and and being part of the team don't don't matter. They are a second thought for for Tata Martino and his. No, nah, I wouldn't go tactics. that far. I wouldn't go so, that far. I don't know. I don't thought. think this is an everyday occurrence either. I think it's it's not uncommon. I don't think it's happening every day. But that's why again, that's why we need to ask that other question on on Friday when we speak to him before this weekend's this weekend's match. Um, but By the yeah, way, so Juan Arango mentioned it's not a Clásico. So I was, yeah, you have I was speaking. Juanito. Juan <laughs> Arango right. in the comments saying, Franco, a matchup that has only been played five years is not a Clásico. See, I disagree because geographically speaking, they're the two Florida teams yeah. in MLS. It's, to me, it's a Clásico. It's a Clásico. That's what I mean. Just doesn't mean don't, like, for the English speakers out there, don't literal translate it and think it's an all-time classic. It's no, it's just... That's the word for Derby. It's the word for a rivalry game. However you want to look at it, Classicos and Classico. That's it. That's all. Whether you think it's a it's a high level rivalry game with a lot of animosity or not, that's a different different conversation. I but think we'll get one coach today to tell us a Classico and a big game. Blah blah blah. All it right. is well, what let's, it is. The, the league tries to make it happen, so it is rivalry week, whatever it's called this week in in English. I don't remember that exact name. Rivalry week, right? So. It's, so it's, it's already rivalry. By the way, the fact that it's Inter Miami versus Orlando City in what I call to make Sunshine Classical, at Classical del Sol in week three seems like a, I don't know, seems like a wasted wasted match. Yeah. Right? You could have had it later in the year, in the summertime, or closer to the, later the, same. In the spring. No. It's meaningless. No, 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 no. Is, look, the initial buzz of the early season. You the know, first all, classical all with Orlando was Atlanta, Franco. So I, it's a, it, it, for them, it doesn't matter because it's a little deceiving. Two years ago, so they if, were saying that classical Rowdies, was against Atlanta. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if the, the Rowdies playing MLS this game next year, being that's played on week three. I'm talking about this game being played on week three, right? Like this game usually drums up a little more interest because it's the Florida Derby, the rivalry, the classical, whatever you want to call it. Usually drums up interest, and to have it in week three Ooh. feels like a waste because there's already interest. There's already interest in the start of the season. It's usually after the first month or so when things start to taper off a little bit. People start focusing on other things, and then when they have this like the spike with the with the rivalry game, then people tune back in a little bit more. So I feel like it's a bit wasted, a bit weird that they scheduled it this early in the season, or this, at least this first match. But anyway, all right. So let's talk about more about what happened today. But to do that, we have to look back at what happened this past weekend. I know it's not your favorite thing to do, Jose, but wah, alas, wah, wah. it has it has to be it has to be done. So Inter Miami tie the LA Galaxy one to one on Sunday night, late for us East Coasters. Goals from, oof, I don't know if I I don't know if I can fully pronounce the name, Jose. You're you're a commentator. Just go at it. Doesn't no, matter. this one this one is difficult for me, brother. This one's difficult for me. Well, no, anyway, the LA Galaxy scored first. And then Lionel Messi came up with stoppage time goods to save a point for Inter Miami. 92nd minute goal, 1 1 draw, a point on the road in a game that Inter Miami was so so in. So so. Not a great first half, better second half. This was Inter Miami's starting lineup. Equipo que gana, no se tocó. So a team that won in week one, as the old Spanish adage and saying goes. You don't touch. It stays the same. So you had Drake Calendar in goal, DeAndre Yedlin, Thomas Aviles, Sergi Christoph, Jordi Alba, the back four, the midfield, 
three, Julian Gressel, Sergio Busquets, Diego Gomez, and up top, Lionel Messi and Robert Taylor flanking Luis Suarez. So no changes were made. Everyone was back in. We'll talk about the game in a little bit more detail. But obviously one of the concerning elements from this game was how poor Inter Miami looked defensively in that first half. And Sergio Busquets was one of the prime candidates. He gives up a penalty kick in the opening quarter of an hour. Drake Callender, who had a fantastic game, and we'll touch on in more detail a little bit later, saves his blushes, makes the save on Ricky Pug, 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 um, and Captain Miami at 0-0. Now, we spoke to Sergio Busquets today, and we asked him about the injury. There was a good exchange there for two to three questions. So let's listen to what Busquets said. Yes, it's in Spanish. We will paraphrase and translate for those who only speak or understand English afterwards. Yeah, me siento bien. Yo creo que que para muy para mí fue fue difícil después de Japón, ¿no? Después de la lesión volver a, a encontrarme con el feeling en, en el campo porque eh, no estoy a 100%, estoy jugando con dolor, eh, tuve un un eguince y forcé para estar en el primer partido, me perdí antes entrenos y el partido de Newell's y bueno, pues poco a poco me voy encontrando mejor físicamente, el tobillo pues Eh, ya no está tan inflamado y me deja hacer más cosas, pero, pero bueno. Eh, ¿Pero no estás al 100% todavía? No, todavía no, todavía me molesta un poquito, estoy jugando eh, vendado y, y bueno, con, con tratamientos, pero, pero nada de lo que ya sabíamos cuando pasó la lesión y, y cosa que, que asumimos los riesgos y que intentamos dar lo mejor. ¿Tienes movimiento que estamos? Sí, bueno, cuando tienes un E15 siempre tarda unos días en volver todo a su sitio, lo notas todo mucho más rígido, pero bueno, eh, no hay ninguna eh, posibilidad de que vuelva a recaer, que eso es lo importante, por eso estamos tomando ese riesgo, pero pero cada vez estoy mejor. Okay, so let's paraphrase really quickly. He said he's not at 100%, right? That he's still not fully recovered from the ankle injury he suffered in preseason. That he's playing with you know, bandage or with tape um, to help with, you know, give support to the ankle and that that he does have some limited movements, that there's no risk of re-injury, which is, you know, what he said. He also said later on, it wasn't in that clip, that he expects to be perfect, his words, in about seven to 10 days. Jose, does this explanation... Does this reasoning put you at ease with what we've seen from Busquets during these first two games of the regular season? Because clearly he hasn't been the Sergio Busquets that we saw for much of the second half of last season after he arrived. Um, honestly, I, I'm not concerned about Busquets. You know, I don't see what you know people are talking in social media about benching Busquets. I mean, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy to me. Um, you know, the penalty for me, it's not, it's not on him at all. I agree. You know, the penalty is on Jordi Alba. He's late. He's far away. He's out of position. So it's, it's definitely not on him. And it's a one B one situation inside the box. You know, I, I don't think that's, that's nothing to worry about. Um, you know, I, I, I think Busquets, once you put him in the right place, I think he'll 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 be more effective. I think the game against Rio Salt Lake, you know, with him, you know, getting the ball in between the two center backs, I think that puts him far away from Messi. And you need to put him as close as you can to Messi for him to be effective. Julian Gressel, there's no way he can be that player in between those two 
world-class players. In Lionel Messi, in Sergio Busquets, you put Julian Gressel in between. I mean, I don't see how that, that plays out in, in a good way for Inter Miami. So I'm not concerned at all about whether he's so you, you think Busquets, You think Busquets will get back to his level once he gets to 100% healthy? If Yeah, if he's able to move up the field... And connect directly with no, Messi. No, 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 that's no, all you no, need no, to no. do. That's no, no, all. You, no, no, no. That's all you need to do. No, no, no. no. That's, it's that's about a different perception. subject. That's a different subject. For that's me, Franco. Subject. For me, the thing is that, and he mentioned it today. He doesn't have a player like Gregore, like he had last year, who was very. Uh, uh, pardon, Gregore. Dixon, Dixon Arroyo. Dixon Arroyo, who was very important to him, and we talked about this, and I said even at the end of the year that it was important for Inter Miami to get a player, to sign Dixon Arroyo again, or to get a player that could fill that position, because Dixon, uh, Dixon Arroyo's um, role in the team was to be Busquets' shadow, to be there if Busquets made a mistake, to be there, to yeah. be there and shadow him. But right now you don't have that because you get Diego Gomez on one side who Diego Gomez <laughs> likes to be a, a, or wishes to be a box-to-box. -box. <laughs> he thinks he's redondo like the father or Casemiro who are examples of box-to-box -box midfielders. And uh, he's not by the side of Busquets. And on the other side, you don't, you got Gressel and you don't, Busquets doesn't have that anymore. So for me, that's and his injury, of course, for me, that's the reason why we've been seeing Busquets and also a percentage is that teams know that Busquets is that player that begins play or that begins danger for Inter Miami. So right now that Inter Miami lost Dixon Arroyo, they don't have any... Es el primer paso. Es el, a él le dan el primer paso yes. para que Inter, yes. Inter Miami construya su And juego. he begins uh -huh. the game. He distributes. That's Correct. his job because he, he has that quality with Messi. And I also agree with Jose that for me, he's not at fault of the penalty. It's Jordi Alba. For me, the worst player that. of that game against the Lake Galaxy was Jordi Alba. Yes, he gave an assist to Messi because that's from memory. But all the, the the times that LA Galaxy got to Drake's calendar uh, um, goals, it was because of an error of, of Jordi Alba. He wasn't there. And you were doing so Pan well, Andrea. Pancil, you were doing Pancil, so well. Painfield Pancil le pegó una tremenda nah, bailada Andrea, a Jordi Alba. And then when Beck, Peck, Peck came in, otra bailada for Jordi Alba. So for me, nah, it was nah, very well, disappointing. No, 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 no. We're, Here's I, my we're thing all in agreement. Jordan. No, Jose, no, hold on, hold on. Because we're all in agreement. I agree with you guys. Like, the injury, obviously, is is limiting him a bit. I think we're all in agreement that he said he's not 100% healthy. He even says that he's, he hasn't found this a feeling on the field again. So, like, he's not only not 100% healthy, he also doesn't have, you know, that sharpness that he feels that he needs because he missed the end of preseason. So, he's working to get that back from a football standpoint. When the style futbolistico, and then from a healthy standpoint, from the style yeah, más más físico. So two things that he's working his way back up. I agree with you guys. I'm not overly concerned about how he's looked in these first two games because of those factors. I also agree with both of you that the penalty kick's not on him. Yes, he pulls on on the shoulder of Paintsill, and uh, but if he doesn't do that, Paintsill has an open look on goal and could have been an easy goal. You know, it, the gamble paid off. Busquets only got a yellow card. Drake Callender makes a save. Inter Miami avoided what could have been a goal had Busquets not made that decision to pull Painzel in the box. So, you know, it's everything. So not points stats. They're bets. You know, you either you risk and you either get it right, aciertas, or you get it wrong, or erras. And that one, because of how it all played out, it worked out for him. 
Now, going to Andrea's point, which we do have the clip here, I think this is the bigger talking point of why Busquets has not looked as good as he had last year in the early parts of, of this season, the very early parts of this season. That's because there's no Dixon Arroyo flanking him on the side, right? Because when Busquets gets covered, which clearly teams are doing, they don't want to let him be that outlet pass to Messi, right? Because how many times last year, especially in the early going, when they all arrived, did we see Busquets find Messi with a straight ball down the middle? Too often, right? Too many dinks, too many passes over the top. Like we saw a lot of different range of passes. Now teams are shadowing him. They're covering him. He even talked about that uh, today and talking about how Ricky Puig uh, was like, you know, desatendía del partido. He wasn't even focused on the game. He was just focused on shadowing Busquets. So Busquets doesn't have that clean pass, doesn't have that space to turn and find and find Messi. As our commenter here, Kaz says, and I'm looking for the comment section, he, uh, he said, it was really good. Um, I can't find it now. But it was good. He said something along the lines like, Ricky Pug was like yellow on Papa La Huancaina on Busquets, which Papa La Huancaina is a Peruvian, <laughs> a Peruvian yeah, dish. Uh, and he was. He was literally on top of him, like white on rice, if you want to use uh, a more traditional American phrase. Inter Miami needs someone next to Busquets, and I think this is where Redondo comes in, that can help alleviate that, where they can build up. If Busquets is shadowed, if Busquets is covered, they need someone else in that midfield to help build up. Because for me, a lot of the problem in that first half was the midfield. Messi got very few touches on the ball. He wasn't overly involved like he was in the second half. And when you limit Messi's touches, you're obviously setting yourself up for success if you're an opposing team. So Julian Gressel, listen, I think he's a right back. I think we all think he's a right back. Right now he might be playing in the midfield out of necessity because of the lack of you know bodies that fit the profile that Tata wants in there. Once Redondo is available, I think this changes. But, but right Redondo now it's is really the same as Diego Gomez. The, the, the Redondo is not a player like Dixon Arroyo because he's a player also who likes to go and score goals. And so Inter Miami is going to have this same problem with Busquets. Yes, they're, midfield, they're going to score a lot of goals, but they're also going to suffer in defense. And we, well, I've but, said I this mean, a thousand this times. This is to be expected. This is not a team that is built to play good defense. Yeah. It's just right, that's it's just not the case. I mean, so yeah. you know, when teams go at at, at Inter Miami, yeah. most likely they are going to be successful. I mean, LA yeah. Galaxy, and and I and I compare this game on 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 Twitter um, to the to the Al Hilal and Al Nasar games because you know it, it was very similar in the first half. You know, a lot yeah. of chances. The team was struggling defensively. The one thing that they did better was they didn't give the ball away very much. They did it one time, but, you know, a controversial foul was called on, on Busi. Um, so the, the only difference in this game, it, it was the LA Galaxy. They, they don't have the top quality strikers that Ali Lal and Al Nassar had in those games, you know? They were not able to finish. They had a penalty. They didn't convert. So that was the main. <laughs> they didn't have Chicharito in, they in didn't that have game. Chicharito. Chicharito in that game. So I, I mean, <laughs> they are Franco. going to struggle. I think they are going to struggle defensively. Whether yes. they have Redondo, Redondo or Diego Gomez yes. at hundred percent. I'm not saying Dixon Arroyo for the defensive president. I'm talking about Dixon Arroyo's función, right? His responsibilities with the ball. Because when Busquets gets Redondo, he's not that. That's a but problem. Redondo I, I is think, more like Diego Gomez. 
Well, we I have think to Redondo, wait and see what, I think what Redondo's the role is going for to Redondo. give them that. I think Redondo's going to give them a little another player that can darle salida al equipo. Yeah, I think he's going to play side by side. Yeah, maybe with that. Yeah. I, th- I think it's gonna, he's going to have be... all the defensive responsibility. No, 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 because then you have someone else that can run and cover the ground. That's that's, that's where I think Dixon Royal was so. Diego Gomez. Diego Gomez, you can put Cremaski when he comes back. I think Redondo's going to do his In three part. Three months. Look, I, again, I, I thought Dixon Royal last year. Was like, we we need to talk underrated. about it right now, right now, because um, for now, yes, we are all excited for Redondo because we have seen his videos for who he's father is and he plays the same position and but we need to see how he fits in this team and especially with Busquets and it was interesting to me that when Jose asked about Dixon Arroyo he acknowledged that because that is a big player that Inter Miami didn't replace and let go of the other I player that could Dixon take Arroyo, that, that they, they oh you asked for what I don't know you I was between you guys <laughs> so you and, are, you and I are interchangeable now bro watch out yes <laughs> So, so the thing is that, and then Inter Miami got rid of the other player that could do that, who was Gregore. So right now they don't have a player. Yes, Redondo is going to bring a lot to this team, but I don't think that that uh, that a lot is going to be more for the buildup of the game to help Messi, but not to help Busquets and the defense. But yeah, this yeah, is I, my so that's where I think that's where I think la opuesta, la opuesta de este equipo, the. the, the... The, the thing that this team wants to propose when it's on the field is to just be overwhelmingly good in the attack, which last year was maybe different because of the player profiles. Again, I, I don't think I don't think Dixon Arroyo is gonna. I mean, I don't think Redondo is gonna replace Dixon Arroyo like for like, pound for pound, in every single role and responsibility. But I think his arrival will help give Inter Miami another option in the midfield. Like I think Jose is in agreement that will help them be able to build out when Busquets is blanketed and covered. There's extra space elsewhere. But why, why was Inter Miami's midfield not able to find that space and move the ball forward and get the ball to Messi? Because the other players just weren't doing a good enough job of that. And I think that's where Redondo comes in. And the idea, we'll see about the execution, the idea is that he will give them that salida. Because, Jose, you've talked about, you, you brought this up in the last podcast, that Tata Martino had explained que un patrón de juego, a pattern of play that Inter Miami has been working on, is Busquets to Gressel to Messi. For this instance, when Busquets is shadowed and covered. Through two regular season games, haven't really seen a whole lot and of activity out of that. So clearly that's not going to be good enough if you're into Miami. That, that needs to improve. Let's listen to what Busi said about not having Dixon Arroyo and the and the difference of having someone like Julian Gressel in there. He he was very professional. He didn't criticize one or, or the other, but he did describe some of the differences. Sí, quizás el perfil de, de Dixon eh era más de acompañante mío, ¿no? más, más estar cerca, más dar equilibrio, que lo que tenemos ahora con Julian es un jugador con mucho más recorrido, ¿no? que, que va hacia arriba, que también puede, puede jugar en esa posición, pero las características yo creo que son más ofensivas, pero bueno, eh, dependerá supongo del rival, del partido, de, de lo que quiera el míster y, y de ahí pues, que elija el perfil del jugador que, que más quiera para lo que requiere el partido y el rival. Equilibrio. Equilibrio, yes. That I was, I was going to say, that's the word, equilibrio. Balance. They don't Balance. have that. And I don't think that they will have that, even with Redondo, at least cool. at, right. at the beginning. But I don't think they're looking for that this year. I don't think they're looking to have as much of a balance. I think they're looking to be overwhelming in the attack and that being good enough to beat you in games. I think that's what they're yeah, looking to Yeah, but that, then do. you're going to be like DC United. Benteke is going to score 50 goals and they're not going to win anything. Because I just, they, they I get, just they think... score, they get scored. Way, very quickly, goals. very quickly, very quickly, Jose, before you go there, because I have, I have to bring this up. 
LA Galaxy, the best club in the world. The commenter is back for a second week. He didn't only come for the preview. I love it. He came. An LA Galaxy fan is in the comment section in an inter-Miami focus we podcast. And he says, We're going to talk about that. Yes. He or she says, Messi, goat, but part-time ref helped Inter-Miami. Boosie, cheater, LA Galaxy. Deserve <laughs> yes, right. to win. Well, yes, welcome right. back. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in for a second straight yes. week. We really appreciate and I, it. I, I want to tell LA Galaxy, I don't remember the name, but we asked him about that. I asked him about that, especially today. And, and listen, I thought that Busquets was <laughs> going to come. Uh, MLS favorite side <laughs> Miami. I love this. This is the banter that I love, and this is the banter that I love, and that I think will grow MLS and, and football here. But the thing is, I asked Busquets, and I was expecting another answer. But he was very real, and he was very honest because I guess he saw the video <laughs> of me not being even touched <laughs> with Delgado, and he got his second yellow card and got um, expelled. How do you say? He sent off. He got ejected. Red card. He got ejected. Red Early card. Early showers. Oh, and that was, that was the moment that changed the game, really. Yeah. You know, and, he also, really, and I followed that up. Really and changed he said, the game. And, and Boosie said, said yes. it. Boosie said yes, it. Exactly. Boosie said it. He yeah. said it, Franco. And I he said him. it impacts the game, but it didn't change the game. No, yo le pregunté, ¿tú crees? I asked him, literalmente, I asked him, ¿tú crees que eso cambió el resultado para y ayudó para que ellos empataran? Y él me dijo, absolutamente. Of pues course it helped. Sí. Of course it so, contributed. Of course. No, I'm not denying that the fact they that wouldn't tie, They wouldn't have tied it. I don't know you had a crystal ball. I don't know you had a crystal ball to determine that, Andrea. I don't know how you have a crystal Ball you know, going back to Boosie, he's in Germany, he was attacking. I don't think Boosie is the problem. You know, if I'm if I'm being real, out of the Cuatro Fantásticos, yeah, it's Messi would be my least of worries, of course. And right after mm -hmm. Messi's Boosie, I would after be concerned Boosie. about Jordi and Suarez. That would be my yes. concern right now. You know, all the talk about Boosie not being effective, Boosie here, Boosie that. You know, it's pretty clear that you know. If you look at at, uh, at Boosie and his responsibilities in the middle of the field and you compare them to the responsibilities for Jordi Alba and the rest of Los Cuatro Fantásticos, I mean, it's not even close. It's not even close. Boosie needs to be a teacher on the field. He needs to be good defensively. He needs to start the buildup. Boosie needs to do a lot, and yet he needs to fa he's facing, you know, a lot of peace in Marca front of him, personal. which it's not necessarily no, and not only you know, not not necessarily that. I think he's used to that. But you know, the pace in MLS in the middle of the field, we oh knew God. that it, that would be a struggle. Even before we knew Messi was part of the deal, in this same pod, we were thinking Busi is not right for Inter Miami. So I think he's performing, you know, at a higher level than what I thought. He's not a hundred percent. He's not a problem right now. No, I agree. Again, I think we're yeah, all me too. that Boosie if is I, not the main problem. If, I, if would, I would say it's Jordi Alba. For me, I've been saying no, this for three weeks straight, but Busquets is not a problem. And when you see, when you analyze, they let go of not only Dixon Arroyo, but also the man who was responsible to give Busquets the ball from the defense, who was Kamal Miller. They don't have that now. And Toto Aviles is also still, as you saw in this game, too much very green i think nicolas freire coming in is going to help tremendously this team because he's going to bring the whole defense is struggling i think the best but the best of the four was yelling imagine that 
No, no, no. No, no, no. Yedlin can be the best defender in this team. I disagree. But anyway, we're all over the place. Who is the best defender for you guys? Focus back on Busquets. Focus back on Busquets because his role is pivotal. The way this midfield plays is integral and super important to how Inter Miami does in the attack. Because, yes, Messi has to do the magic, but Messi has to get the ball. Why we saw him drop so much in this game was because the ball just wasn't getting to him. And when he dropped deeper and got more involved, Inter Miami started to find its footing a bit more. Like, think about Robert Taylor in this game. Robert Taylor barely touched the ball in this game. Do you remember, like, any any contributions from Robert Taylor in this match against LA Galaxy? Anything that comes to mind, it's really hard, in my opinion, to come up with a, with a significant play. And that's because the ball just wasn't getting there. I'm really, listen, I have some concerns about Luis Suarez, but I'm not overly concerned about Luis Suarez. I have some concerns about Jordi Alba, but I'm not overly concerned with Jordi Alba like Andrea is because he's being tasked to attack. Yes, does he have some defensive responsibilities? Algunas funciones defensivas? Absolutely. But his main goal, like with this team, is to attack, is to get forward, is to create chances and score goals. They're gonna, they know that they're gonna give up some stuff at the back. It's about limiting those chances. And look, Painzel did give him a hard time, but Painzel is a very good player. A very good player. So no, I, no, 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 no. He's not a very good player. He's not oh, a he's I mean, he can he's finish. Terrible. He can finish. To save his life, he can't finish. He can't finish. I mean, he can dribble. He's good with the ball moving forward. You know, he can run from LA to Miami in 20 seconds, all that. Yeah, perfect. But he can't finish. He can't finish. And that was the, that, I mean, that's why um, LA Galaxy didn't win that game. Yeah, because exactly. he 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 dominated the game whoa, 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 whoa. up on, until he gets inside he the box and he can't score. And he dominated two flags. It's also his first game with the team. Because it's also his first game with the team. His chemistry might not be there. His movements. When Pet came in, uh, he dominated 1v1. Jordi Alba, and Pansil went to shot. the other side and dominated on the other side too. And it's Listen, a problem for Inter Miami. It was probably only this game. You know, you never know. Well, I'm say, talking yeah, about yeah. this All game right. in particular. Ricky Pug. Ricky Pug was probably. I don't know if you would say he was the best player for the LA Galaxy, but he's he's in the podium. Is Paint still in your podium for the LA Galaxy from this game? I yes. would put him in the podium. Yes, yes. he was one yes. of the better players on the field. But this is not a good team. You know, this team, yeah. this team, what, 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 did they finish in last place, close to last place last year? Last year is not this year, Jose. Okay, last so, year not this year. so they, they're doing, they're rebuilding the roster. Different team, first Kala, game. Kala coming through with the true. Kala coming through. Painzel had over 20-plus goal contributions in game. No, no, no. Belgium. Come on. Perfect. Simple. Perfect. I'm talking about this game in particular. He couldn't no, finish. No, no, but you said he's a bad. You said he's, a, he's not a good player. You just said whatever you just no, said. No, no. He, he can finish. No, That's what I'm he saying. said that he, he needs finish. to finish. Yeah. He couldn't finish. Vamos a continuar. Vamos a continuar. Another reason why Inter why Inter Miami. And I would like to revisit goal game. contributions. What did that does that mean? Goals exactly? and assists, bro. Goals and assists. All right, we will we'll we'll switch it to another reason why Inter Miami was able to get a point from this game. Why they rescued something from Los Angeles, and that is because of Drake Callender, who had a stupendous game. He, alongside Lionel Messi, who again scored the equalizer late on, were named to the MLS Team of the Week for whatever that's worth for you. But Calder had a great game. Saves Calder the penalty kick. It. For me, Calder was the man of the match. His first half, he made stupendous saves. The one save that he made uh, with his, I guess it was, well, I guess it was his right hand at the near post. Fantastic save. He pushed the ball off the crossbar. He was as important to this point as Messi was, in my opinion. And this is what he said after the game about his overall performance, including that penalty kick save early on. That, that could have set the tone. That could have completely put Inter Miami against it. But he makes the save. Inter Miami stayed alive. They got to halftime at zero. 
And of course, they equalized late. So this is what Collins said about his game. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I'm always just doing my job. You know, whether I make eight saves or one save, you know, it's keeping the ball out of the back and that is my job. So stopping a PK is part of my job. And I, I think uh, any time that I have a performance like this, it's always a good learning moment because still, unlike the goal, I think I could do a lot better, whether that's holding on to it, whether that's pairing it into a position that doesn't put our team in danger. So there's still a lot to learn. And it um, makes me, you know, it makes me kind of want more. You know, I still want clean sheets. And it's, uh, it's, I guess it's good to hear from the coach that, you know, I'm doing my job well. And I'm going to use this to say something, Franco, because I want to rub it in your face. Since oh. last year, you called me crazy because I said Drake Callender would be the starter for the U.S. men's national team. So I wanted to ask you, where is Matt Turner that you said was miles better than Drake Callender and Drake Callender couldn't even make it to the national team? So I wanted to ask you. I cannot. I cannot. You, I can't. Well, do talk you have about, the same opinion now? Talk, yes, of course. Talk about premature celebration. Premature celebration. Listen, Drake Callender. Franco, have you seen Matt Turner, man? Have you seen Matt Turner? Have you seen Matt Andrea, Turner? You're having, and to use the other football reference here, you're having backup quarterback syndrome. Just because Drake Callender hasn't played yeah. at the international level or hasn't played at a higher level yet to see the mistakes that he's going to make, and you're like, Drake Callender about needs that. to be the starter for the U.S. national. No, I, I don't think future. so. Andrea, I think this is, the, this is wow. the best game for Drake Callender wow. in a while. I he's think, the future. Exactly. I think he was. I think he was struggling late in, in the season last year. He made silly mistakes. Uh, you know, there were some goals that he should have saved. Agreed, I think agreed. this is this is the best the best we've seen from Drake Calendar in a in a while. while. Is it, a this while, was, this was yes. the Drake Calendar that we saw in the League's Cup last year. This is the Drake Calendar that Inter Miami needs consistently, and you're, maybe not every game is going to be this bit more often than not because towards the tail end of last year, in preseason this year, like Jose said, Drake Calendar was not there. Look, he was the player that I said that I think he's going to have a dip in performance levels this year, in rendimiento. And this game puts it one step in the other direction where he proves me wrong for being a doubter of it. But he hadn't been playing well for a while. He had not like been at this level that he showed against LA guys. It didn't matter. Of course it mattered. Tank 7-1, messed up on the goal. He's caught harder low shots like last week. And that's something I wanted to say there, that Andrea beat me to it after the, the soundbite. It's not, it's not, I'm not even nitpicking Drake Calendar's performance. Because we, we listen to the quotes and we dissect it. And normally we're critical of what's being said. I'm going to praise Drake Calendar for what he said. Because he could have boasted and bragged about how good he was in this game. And been, you know, in, in a professional way, in a moderate way. Because Drake Calendar is, is very even keel. But even in his praise for himself, even in, in talking positively about his performance, he said... He could have done better on the goal, that he wants clean sheets, that he wants more. And I like that, that that shows not only humility and a level of, you know, of him being humble, but also not letting just like all the positives get to him. Yes, he saved the penalty kick. Yes, Inter Miami got a point, but he still wants more. He's hungry for more. And I think that's going to bode very, very well for him into the future because it's very easy for someone else to just be like, yes, the spotlight's on me. Look at me. I did so well. I did fantastic. But he was also very aware and recognize the fact that he probably could have done better on the opening goal that the LA Galaxy scored there in the second half. So I like that from Drake Cal. We got to talk about Messi. There's more Messi magic. Messi to the rescue. Scores in the 
92nd minute off of a pass from Jordi Alba, who Andrea said was one of the worst players or the worst player on the field for, well, for either team or for Inter Miami. Guys, I mean, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on Messi because we talk about Messi a whole lot. How impressed were you with this goal? And, I mean, of course, we're not surprised that it's he who comes up to deliver the goods, his first goal of the MLS season to help Inter Miami get something out of this one. Jose? It's just to be expected. You know, that's what he's supposed to do. You know, he's supposed to score for this team. Um, you know, I think the place more than anything, you know, it's it's quite surprising that the LA Galaxy gets get um, scored on a on a play that we all know is there that they they were trying for the entire game, ninety second minute, and it still worked for Inter Miami. But all credit to Jordi and 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 Messi. Just not surprising at all. You know, that's that's what Messi's here to do. Andre, any thoughts there on the goal? I mean, he plays the passes, he wins the ball back, he plays the passes out wide, and then he I've makes that, that trailing run. With those two players a lot in the last 15 years. So it didn't surprise me. Uh it it, it is what it is. They play for memory. And that's why Jordi Alba is going to be playing, even though he doesn't defend, because he has that chemistry, that connection with Messi with eyes closed. You can see when Jordi Alba, you can see the difference when Jordi Alba makes um, a centro, makes a, a, a pass across, yes, across, thank you, across to the area. He's always, he always knows where Messi is. He always knows where, where Messi is. And you can see it when other players do it, you can see the difference. So Jordi Alba has that chemistry, that knowledge of Messi. And it, you know it what is the, Messi. You know what you the you're getting battered in the comment section, right? Look, Matthew Hennel, who just joined, says, I hop in and there's already a yellow card <laughs> take from Andrea. Tank721 says, Trump is from El Chacal, Pa Fuera, a Fisita, and a red card. Why? You know, Why? You know what the, the worst the part for me? U.S. Men's National Team take was. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, I that's know your, that's your hottest take of the year so far. I know it's only, Matt Turner it's only should not be starting for the U.S. We, Men's National Team. We were talking I, with with I stand Juanito, by that. With, with Juan Arango, and, and um, he reminded me of what the reality is for Jordi Alba. You know, he he's just he wants to play forward. He wants to he wants yeah. to be what a winger. Uh, a winger, a winger more than yes. more than a, more than than a fullback. A defender. Yes. And and you know the worst part for me is that when he's caught out of position, you can see him running back and yelling he at Christoph, yelling mm-hmm. whoever's nearby. He's yelling at one and of his teammates to look to look up for him. Which mm-hmm. you know I guess they have talked about that. But I mean, come on, asking Christophe to cover it on the left. Yeah, like seriously. After you're caught up. <laughs> up in that the, is going in, to be a problem field. for Inter Miami for this whole season. No, but I, but I mean, it's a the problem thing that is they that know. That they won't know, matter they know, if they, they win games because they are going to win some games with Messi and Jordi Alba because they are so good that they know each other. Just, so, uh, just understand that, you know, when, when Jordi Alba is caught out of position, I mean, Tata, Tata is not going to get worried about it. He knows that. Everybody knows that. Yeah. We all know that. How do we go from Calder and Messi back to Jordi Alba? Well, they are... We, we start... We, Matthew Hanau has a good, a good point that we can use to wrap up this part of the well, this game. Matthew Hanau here says... But he's talking about Campana. But then again, Campana? he's literally in a perfect shooting position. Bro needs to blast that ball straight at goal, not a negative Pass. They in the comment section, they're t- it's an they're instruction. T- it, yes. So I don't know. If it, I don't know if it's an instruction. 
I don't know. You can see it. Every player. Every player looks for Messi. Let's reference it. And Suarez. Hold on. Taylor as well. Taylor looks for Suarez. Let's reference what he's talking about. Because at the end of the game, when Inter Miami had it 1-1, they were pushing, obviously, up a man with Marquis Delgado sent off. They were pushing for the win. And there was an opportunity for Campana to rip a shot from inside the penalty area, but he tries to play it past the Messi. And if I'm not mistaken, it got intercepted. It got uh, deflected in the Danger was averted by the Galaxy. Look, I think maybe part of it's instruction, but I think part of it is also just human nature, man. If you have Messi on your team, like, obviously no, you can have you confidence. If you score a goal like Campana had there, he should have shot himself. But it's, it's como que, it's como, I, I, from a player's standpoint, I could understand so why. So you're a fanboy. No, no, no. Because from a player's standpoint, you you're have Messi on your team. Just like Messi, you're playing in the same team. And that, like, you don't think that like any team they have the best player, they're number 10. Like I could expect though. that last year, but right now, Franco, let's be serious. They've been teammates for eight, seven so months. So what? It's still messy. It's still messy. You don't like, see Cristiano Ronaldo teammates doing that. They if they got a chance to score, they score. And Inter Miami and players from Inter Miami should do that because we didn't see just Campana. We saw Robert Taylor doing the same with Luis we've, Suarez. We've heard, the, we've heard the word or the name, especially in Spanish, the dependencia, right? They put a name and they put dependencia after it. Does Inter Miami have a Messi dependencia? Yes, absolutely, and I'm fully convinced that Campana did not pull the trigger. You could say, yeah, he lacked maybe he lacked some confidence in himself, but I think it has more to do with him being like, I'm going to give it to the number ten, the arguably the best player of all time, and let him put the ball in the back of the net because I believe in him. So I think, and I think yes, that could be a detriment. That could come to a detriment because if he has an open look, yes, maybe he should be taking the shot as opposed to just deferring to Messi all the time, right? They need to take the game into their own hands, not always defer to Messi. I agree with that part fully. I just don't agree that it's only by instruction. I think part of it, and I think Jose agreed with me, guys, has had not. I think part of it is also just human instinct, natural reaction from being on the field with one of the best players of all time. Yeah, and I think also, you know, the problem is that if you don't score, I think it's added pressure on Campana or Taylor or or even David Ruiz, you know, we saw that with Ruiz in the um, in, in preseason. You know, he took a couple of shots; they were not good, and Messi started complaining about it because he was wide open. So, you know, you're you're not gonna win that argument that if you give the ball to Messi, you have a better shot at scoring. So, I, I mean, it, it's it. I think it's it's normal, but at some point, at some point, it's it's another thing that you add to that list you know it's going to happen. So you ha- kind of have to deal with it. This is going to happen for the entire season. It happened last year. And I see it happening now, not only with Messi, but also with Suarez. couple chances for Robert Taylor, but Suarez is making a run. He waits for Suarez, and it's too late. He should have taken the shot, edge if of you, the box. If you go back to week one, Jose, if you go back to week one, if I'm not mistaken, there's uh, the game against RSL. There's a moment where Robert Taylor takes a shot from afar instead of passing it to Suarez, who was... Slightly open, and Suarez, you know, let him pass at him and got mad at him. Um, and Robert Taylor kind of like, you know, disregarded and raised his hand and said, Sorry, my bad. Yeah. But so I think Robert Taylor, in that moment aside, I think, again, there is a messy dependencia from this team because of who he is. And I think it's natural. Although Mike B agrees with you, Andre. He says, Yes. Oh my God, finally, Andre is, I don't know what number that is because I have to count all the zeros, but 1 billion percent correct. She is saying <laughs> that what no one else has the guts to say. Everyone's looking for Messi. And they have been told that by Tata. They probably have been told that by Tata, but I think it's also just natural reaction. 
Look, if you had, I'll put it to you guys like this, and the listeners and the viewers like this. If you had 10 shots from different parts of the field, right, and you need to make seven of those to win this game, right, just, just playing a game, then you need to make seven shots from all different parts of the penalty area. Who are you picking to make those shots? If you need to make seven of those 10, are you picking Messi? Or are you picking somebody else to make those seven? Yes, Frank, of you're course picking you're picking Messi. Messi. Of course. Of course. So, and I that think that he, that goes through their if head. If a that player goes gets the chance like Campana had, that chance, especially that chance, you can see that that this is going to be a problem for this team. Because for a team, they only they are a team. They need more than Messi to win. Because Correct. if he only took Messi, they would have won last year. And they did. I agree with they that. won League Cup with without that. playing with any Mexican team except Cruz Azul the first game. So they need a whole team. And all these these things that we are talking, including these, including the training apart, are things that are not good in the long run for the team. For the team, LA Galaxy is is not a good team. But you what saw would happen, Andrea? More structured than Inter Miami. What would happen, and Inter Miami what would happen? lacks that what, because. Andrea, what would happen if, let's say, it was a different play? And instead of passing to an open Messi at the top of the 18, Campana or whoever the player is decides to take an awkward shot from a, from a tight angle. Then it's going to be like, well, why didn't he pass the ball? Why didn't he pass the ball to Messi? So, like, right. it, it, yeah, can he either way. it can go that. either way. He's also a player for, uh, of Inter Miami. He needs to get that chance to make that decision. Agreed. Look, guys, Agreed. The ultimate goal should be to score. Exactly. The ultimate goal is to score. So it doesn't it's matter if it's if Messi, it or, Messi if it's or it's Campana. You. Now, exactly. 100%, if Messi is open, you give the ball to Messi. But, you know, hopefully for Inter Miami's fans' sake, at some point, you know, it's Robert you Taylor, Campana. Not balance, not anything else. Personality, you know, personality, have some... Yeah. Have yes. some... Um, Stop being fanboys. Yes, just, you play with Messi, but you are just in the take same it. team. If, You're a professional. If you miss, team. if you take the shot, you believe you, you can score, yes. you end up missing. And Messi complains, you know, just have the guts, the personality to go at him. Hey, listen, I thought I had it. I'm sorry. Exactly. I thought I had it. And let's say it. hundred You know, I think there's a point, there's going to come to a point. That goes where, back to what I was saying, Jose. There should be a balance in the shot selection from the team. I agree with I, think, I agree with that. I but I understand me, why a player might make that pass. I understand why a player might decide, I'm going to pass I, it to Messi instead of take a shot myself. I understand why I think Messi, Messi would appreciate, you know, if would Campana he? or Taylor or anybody would just, you know, just not, you no, know, no, put no, your no, head no. down and move on. I don't know. I I've think seen, he'll I've appreciate seen, that. I've seen him get frustrated at times when the ball's not played to him and he thinks he's in a better position. But anyway. Well, right. I think it's he knows the well, game. He we got to get game. this done in an hour and 10 minutes. And Let's talk about Orlando. That's what that's, I want to talk about. That's yeah. what we're moving Let's on Let's move and right. talk Inter about Miami. a good team. Finally, we're getting a good team playing here. Inter-Miami versus, I guess, I guess the LA Galaxy are a terrible team. Inter-Miami versus Orlando City. Playing here, I said, Franco. Inter-Miami versus Orlando City. It's the third week of the season. Inter-Miami versus Orlando City in what I call the Sunshine Classico, the Classico in Seoul, Florida Derby, whatever you want to call it. They will play on Saturday afternoon slash evening. Kickoffs at around 4.30 p.m. So if you're thinking it's a Probably night game... Probably going to be 5 p.m. Well, if you're thinking it's a night game, don't <laughs> because it's going to be while the sun is still up. So make sure you get there on time. All right. Should be fun. It should be a good one. It's early in the season. What do we expect from this match? Andrea, you're chomping at the bit. I think you're drooling. I don't know if that's water or if you have saliva there, but what do we expect from this game? I can already imagine what you're going to say. 
I expect a good game because I expect an Orlando City team that is capable and that will come here to play, to play, I was going to say drive pink again, to play at Chase Stadium in a good manner, to come and play some football, to come and, and fight for the ball and not give the ball to Inter Miami. Uh, I think they are a team that has cap capabilities of taking the ball away from Inter Miami. Uh, uh, the, they are a team that is 100% capable of giving problems to Inter Miami's defense. And if you go defense, midfield, and obviously no one can compare can compare to Messi in 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 up front. But if you go and 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 analyze every step of Orlando City's team, they have a better team right now than Inter Miami because they have a good coach that has created a compact style of play, a strong defense, a strong midfield, and a strong attack. And then they get two players who one has MLS experience in Lodeiro and then they get Muriel who is an excellent player who comes from Serie A from I think his last goal I checked was against AC Milan so against the champions of Italy a nice go a goal scorer who's who who can play through the wings who can play as a nine he is going to come and give Orlando City that extra that they were missing last year so it's going to be interesting to signing. see it's a great sign. For me, he's going to be player. the signing. Yes, he's going to be the signing of the year in MLS. And it's going to be interesting to see how Tata Martino uh, comes and responds to Pareja's tactic because we already know how this team plays. So it's going to be a duel in the field and it's going to be a duel between the two coaches. So I really love that. And duels like this make MLS grow. And I'm really excited about it. So hopefully it doesn't... It should be a good one. one. It should be a yeah. good one. But... Orlando City did play on Tuesday in the CONCACAF Champions Cup against Cavalry, and they won 3-1. to one. Luis Muriel, I agree with you. He's going to be a heck of a signing. Um, someone that Inter Miami definitely has to watch for this weekend. El Colombiano te puede meter gol de cualquier lado. De cualquier lado. So uh, just definitely something to keep, a player to keep an eye on for Inter Miami. We're not going to go overly into this because, again, one hour and ten minutes. Jose... From an Inter-Miami standpoint, because Andrea already gave us the Orlando City viewpoint, what changes could we see if you're Inter-Miami? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't expect a lot of changes at all. I think it's going to be more of the same. I think Tata wants, wants to keep on trying with, you know, with this system and, and give the players um, you know, maybe three, four games and see if he puts the same starting 11 out there and get, gets good results. I think especially for this game against Orlando, since it's play, it's going to be played uh, at Chase Stadium, I would expect this is a high-scoring game. You know, I I, I, I think we'll, we're going to have over four goals combined, maybe 2-2, two, two, maybe 3-1, over four goals, 3-2. I just, I just believe that right now Tata Martino is still um, in preseason mode for me. He's still in preseason mode, trying to figure the team out and see what really works for for this team. I, I think that the understands that you know the the tour and all that was for you know some other stuff. You know we already talked about it, and now is the time that he's getting you know plenty of time on the field. Like this week was huge for them. I can only imagine you know having the the full week to really prepare for this game. I think it's going to be a solid game, very good game. And um, I expect a lot of goals. I don't expect Miami to be good defensively, but I expect them to overcome whatever happens with goals. 
Now, this is a key question going into this week's game that a lot of people have been asking on social media here in the comment section. It comes from Justin. Jose, could you confirm if Redondo was in training this morning? I think I saw him in a training video posted by someone on Twitter. Jose, I'm going to let you answer the question because it's directed at you. But keep it brief, sir. Just keep it He brief. was not there. No, I didn't see him. I didn't and see him. He's awaiting his visa. He's awiting yes. his visa. Awaiting, maybe he trained when we, we left, but he cannot train. That would be against that would be against the rules, yeah. FYI, if that were yeah. to have happened. But Sunderland uh, S- S- Lawson Sunderland, I think you asked him about Redondo. And yeah. you know, he gave he us He said he had seen him. <laughs> I don't know if training or what, but you it's can, a matter you of time because let's, you could let's, interpret it let's remember for Inter Miami fans that Redondo is a European citizen, so his visa should be easier to get than than someone from South America. So I think we're gonna see him soon with the team. So last week, so Redondo, we don't we don't expect him to be cleared for for this week. Or maybe he will no. be. Maybe he will be last minute, like Friday night. It comes in and he's available. But, yeah, it could be. But it doesn't look like it. it doesn't look like yeah. it. Yeah. Based on what we saw today and from what we've heard. Now, all right, guys, the three of us all predicted a draw last week for the Inter Miami LA Galaxy game. The terrible LA Galaxy, like Jose and Andrea think that they are. Now they're playing Orlando City with Luis Muriel, Nicolas Lodeiro. By the way, I can pronounce Luis Muriel's name. I could not pronounce, maybe I can't, Dejan Jovalgic. That's the LA Galaxy player that scored the goal for them in this weekend's game against Jermaine. I don't know if I butchered that or not. But anyway, all right, prediction time. Does Inter Miami win, lose, or draw in the Sunshine Classico, El Classico del Sol? Uh, Jose. Um... I think I think it's gonna be two two. It's an exciting game, but it's just it's it's two two. I don't I don't see them winning this game, but it's uh, I just think Orlando is you know better right now. I don't know if it's gonna be that's gonna be later on. It's gonna be probably different because I expect Inter Miami to get better, but I think it's gonna be a two tight game, fun, back and forth. Yeah, good game, two two. Andrea. I also think they will not win, but and I agree with Jose, it's going to be a back and forward game, like I said when you asked me. So I also agree with a draw, but I could see them losing against Orlando also, just because Orlando is a better team collectively than them. But I will you know, go with Orlando's more well drilled. They have more of the same pieces in place under Oscar mm-hmm. Pareja. So it's going to be a formidable test for Inter Miami this early yeah, good point test. in right. the season. Yeah. That said, I think Inter Miami wins at home. I think. I like Inter Miami's chances in a game that has goals, and I think this game will have goals, like Holtz said. I think Inter Miami sneaks it out three to two in one of maybe the better matches of this rivalry. I think it's going to be an entertaining one. I think Messi will have uh, plenty to say about this one, and he'll probably get on in the score sheet. So remember last year, you know, he got his ruffled, he got his feathers ruffled a little bit. Yeah. Um, there uh, when with how physical Orlando City marked them. So I expect this one to have fireworks. I expect this one to have goals. So I'm going three to two to Inter Miami. Any changes? Jose said he doesn't think any changes. I'm trying to think. Maybe Freire comes Freire. in. Maybe mm-hmm. Freire. Maybe Freire comes in. Um, would he come in for Christoph or Avilas? I think he comes in Avilis. for Christoph. Avilis. I think he comes in for Christoph. I think Christoph, 1,000%. And just to be clear, Andrea, before you chew my head off. I'm not saying that that's what I would do. I think that's what Tata does. Mm-hmm. I think if Freire is available, I think he replaces Christoph. I think he likes Aviles' speed and what he brings to the team. So I think Aviles, Aviles stays. Anybody else? Redondo, maybe, if he gets his visa, although that's very unlikely. All right, I guess this is another question. And I guess we can round out the show with this. Suarez, does he start? We asked that's this last hard. time. 
does he start? Jose said, Jose already answered the question because he said he thinks, you know, it's okay. He thinks, you know, that there's no problem there. And he thinks that uh, the team stays the same. Andre. No, I wouldn't say something. I think he will start. I think he will start just based on what we saw today. But I think he's going to struggle in a game with Sun. After I saw him struggle at 9 p.m. in a game with the sun shining on top of Driving Stadium, humidity, no rain, no uh, nubes. How do you say? Clouds. Do you say clouds. No clouds <laughs> in the stadium. And that I think this place is I mean, going to struggle. Struggle a lot in the heat. It's going to be his first game in the heat. He's going to struggle, but he's going to start just based on what we saw in training today. You know, I want to be fair. I think he starts to. When 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 ah, when, Gonzalo, when Gonzalo Iguain was here, we thought I said it a thousand times in the pod. Um, Gonzalo Iguain plays, and Phil Phil Neville is no way he's, he's taking him out. Well, I need to be fair. Similar scenario. Luis Suarez plays because Messi wants to play with Luis Suarez, and it doesn't matter what Tata Martino thinks, says, or does. That's it. Suarez plays. Thomas Crown says, yes, Suarez is fine. Same as last year, 65 minutes. Uh, possum. <laughs> it's just a possum. It says laugh my ass off. Um, all right. Well, I think Suarez starts again. And yeah. then he gets to the score sheet, too. I think. Listen, I think this is going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be one. Listen, and by the way, there's no way Suarez Orlando can't start in this team hope, because they hope. just don't have anybody else. I mean, Campana. Any, no, any chance that fair Campana chance? over Suarez? There's Cap no way. No Campana. way. I start Campana. Hasta la mamá de Campana wouldn't start Campana over, over Suarez. Uh, no, no. Just, just kidding. Kada says Ruiz starts. Any chance that we see Ruiz over Diego Gomez? Diego Gomez came out of this game looking a little potentially with an injury. Any chance we can see that or no? No. I don't think, I don't so, think so. Because no. he oh, was training. Yeah. Diego Gomez. I see no match. I see no match. No? Yes. Hey, if no. Gomez isn't healthy enough, though, you never know. Um, we saw Ian right. Frey this morning. That's a good sign. We did. Ian Frey was doing light intensity ball. And we saw Negri with the team already also. Yeah. So injury updates separate. there. Injury updates there. So uh, Frey working his way back. He was doing light intensity ball work drills. Still seems like he's going to be a bit of a ways off, but one step closer. One step closer. Um, all right. We will leave it there because we're almost no, at hour and 10. No. no, 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 no. We're not I pushing past update. hour and 10. Very important no. update on Nashville. Nashville is playing right now. Ah, see? See? No. See? see? Not Say everything it. is about MLS. Not everything is about MLS. You're talking about an MLS team, man. No, this is Champions Cup. Show some respect for the international competition. Jose, go. Nashville is down. No, I'm just kidding. Impossible. <laughs> No, they're leading four, four, they're four, four to zero, 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 zero against Mocha. So it will be Nashville. It will Inter be Nashville. Miami versus Nashville next week in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. I think that game's on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Well, before we wrap up this show, I have to give a very special shout out to my friend, my buddy, one of my best friends, un amigo peruano, un hermano, my buddy Antonio Alba, who is getting married this weekend to his lovely bride to be. And that is Marcela, they, who is Honduran, you guys. Honduran. Oh. Um, from South Florida, but they met in New York. I take full credit for having uh, introduced them, although there's another friend from that's part of my inner circle or was part of my inner circle who says she claims that she introduced them. Whatever. They're getting married this weekend. Unfortunately, duty calls for me with this Inter Miami home game, so I will not be in You're attendance. You're not going to Roatan. I am not going to Roatan. I've, and I've seen the post Seriously. on Instagram today. They arrived to Roatan, 
And I oh. listen. I'm missing the wedding. Franco, but... you guys, Franco is missing a wedding in Roatan, the best playa in the whole American continent. Of course, it's in Honduras. I'm not biased at all. I'm, I'm speaking reality. Are but you he's missing, missing that for, for uh, this game? Uh, that wedding in Roatan to goes to a game. So I hope in call, Miami do don't get trashed and we get only to see <laughs> whoever Dude, comes listen. in as a sub. Please. No, duty duty calls. <laughs> Miami Herald's having me do some some work for them on Saturday. So duty calls. Also, I need to keep my home game 100% attendance record and streak intact. But no, and all jokes aside, you know, special shout out. Congratulations to Antonio Alba and his bride to be Marcela. I'm sorry I won't be there. I will try to FaceTime you guys at some point. Hopefully you're not belligerently drunk, and at least you guys will remember that I try to take part in some way, shape, or form. Uh, congrats, guys. I look forward to seeing you soon so I can give you a hug as husband and wife. All right. That does it for that does it for this week's show. We will be back next week before the CONCACAF Champions Cup game, preferably early, preferably Monday. We'll see what Jose and Andrea's schedules are like. But Inside. we'll leave it there. We will and Simon, Simon. Oh, Simon's a bit more hidden. Pay the referees, please. I can't with these referees anymore. I am sorry for everything I have said on this show. And Andrea's determined to make this over an hour and ten Rose. minutes. I'm I'm muting Andrea because she's trying to make this over an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> then we're not doing it. All right. So Andrea's so mad. So for Andrea Yanis, for Jose Armando, I am Franco Penizo. You have been listening to Miami Total Radio. We'll talk to you guys again next time.